Today, I'm going on a sartorial journey with broadcaster and Amnesty ambassador, the gorgeous Vic Hope. Vic Hope, 33, was born in Newcastle and studied at Cambridge University. Her career began during her university year abroad in Buenos Aires, Argentina, where at 19, she became the youngest ever journalist employed by independent English language expat newspaper, the Argentina Independent. It was while in Buenos Aires that she was picked up by MTV to present shows for them. Following that, back in the UK, she threw herself into a broadcasting career, accruing a rather madly varied range of experience, presenting crafts, the parallel Olympics on Channel 4 and boxing on Sky Sports. She's also an Amnesty International ambassador, a women's prize for fiction judge and hosts the Drive Time show on Radio 1 with Jordan North. So hello and welcome Vic, (laughs) my goodness. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to meet. We've figured that we'd met before during a London Fashion Week. During Fashion Week and I just, just before we started recording, I was digging myself into a hole being like, yes, and I think, but but we definitely did. We definitely (laughs) did. We definitely did. I think it was one of those, you know, it's such a flurry and Fashion Week is mad and we actually get to sit down properly now and chat. I know, which is just so exciting. So what projects are you most excited about at the moment? I just, I just, I'm having a nice time. I really think that's the crux of it. I'm just doing things that I think are good, hopefully, that hopefully people enjoy, that make them smile. I think Radio One, getting to do that every day, getting to chat to the nation as they're going home, it feels like a real honor and a real privilege. Um, I think the project that I'm most proud of, that I care the most about is I do Life Hacks, which is a show on Sundays. It used to be called The Sunday Surgery on Radio One. And it's all about issues affecting young people, whether it's their mental health, money, their career, their education, sex, their bodies. And I used to listen to it growing up. And I remember I used to sit in my bedroom and find solace in the fact that I wasn't alone in going through these things. These other people were talking about it on the radio. And Every person who gets in touch for advice will have experts on doctors, psychologists. Every person that gets in touch is then met by thousands of other people who get in touch to say, I'm going through that too. Don't worry. You'll get through it. There's light at the end of the tunnel. It feels really special. So any projects where I feel like I'm doing something that helps a little bit tends to be my M.O., Yeah, it feeds your soul. It feeds your soul. I mean, that's super cool to be able to have an impact on people's lives. I hope so. But even, do you know what? Even just going home with Vic and Jordan on Radio 1 in the afternoons, I mean, it's so silly. It's so silly. Half the time, it is fart jokes. But that's okay because (laughs) if you've been having a bad day, if it's making someone smile, if it's making someone giggle and laugh... Job done. That feels like it's, you know, a help, hopefully, as well. Yeah, there's not... The the more of that, the better, really, isn't it? I know you've talked about feeling ugly growing up, which just really um, sort of really touches me. When do you feel you looked in the mirror and loved yourself? Was there a catalyst moment? Um, When you're young, all you want is to fit in, or I did anyway. Um, I, I was the only... Well, I didn't know anyone else mixed race apart from my own family. And I'd never met an interracial couple family. And so I feel, I don't know, I, at my school, there was no black people either. So I think that I, I just didn't like being different. And I would have given anything. I hated my hair. And, you know, not that people, they made fun of it as such, but you, you reminded of its difference. Even when someone tried to brush it and the brush wouldn't go through it. 
little things like that. And they're so tiny, but they stay with you. Yeah. And so as soon as I could, I was straightening my hair. Um, and yeah, I did. I remember being small and saying, Mom, can you wash brown off me? Because I didn't think it was beautiful. I, I didn't really think it was valid. Um, as I got a bit older, I mean, I don't think going to Cambridge necessarily helped. <laughs> 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 it's, you know what weirdly the thing about going to Cambridge I was already used to being the only brown person in the room I wasn't used to being the only northerner in the room that was the more shocking thing for me when I got there it's like how do these people all know each other and they all went to the same schools and they all like know these same places down south but um when I came to London I, I went for a bit of a difficult time at uni I think because there is so much pressure on you and and the same can be said for so, so many girls at, I, that I knew at Cambridge. I know that there was a, there were big problems with um, mental health and eating disorders specifically because when you are a perfectionist, which every, everyone's mind there was wired a certain way because they're driven, they're so driven. They want to be the best at their, their subject. They their brains are in overdrive all the time. And the one thing they can control so often was their weight and what they were putting in their body. Uh, you could see it, that, that perfectionism flowed over. So, um, I definitely, st I struggled a lot with my image there and feeling like I wasn't enough, feeling like I wasn't good enough and trying, but basically being very cruel to myself and to my body to try and fit a mold and try and be better, be the best. Um, but when I came to London, for a start, I was start being surrounded by people who all looked different. And I realized difference is so beautiful. Being unique and, be, and just being whoever you are, is cool. Celebrate that. People, I found people celebrating the things that made them different. Everyone was trying to be the most different, the yes. most unique. And I realized you could just lean into that. And I start to explore um, the things that I liked about myself. I um, met... Uh, an amazing lady called Michelle, who now does my hair. Who on a, this was which? On a, can I say is just <laughs> glorious. It is shoot. amazing. She taught me how to look after my curls, um, how we could, you know, really lean into this thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I oh, I don't know. I, I, I guess there, I know we spoke about bodies and looks not being a trend, but. Um, I think that I was, I felt a little more validated by some of the things I've really hated about myself, which was my lips, my ass, like my skin. All of a sudden I was seeing them a lot more. Um, and I guess I, they I are guess, so enviable. This is the thing. <laughs> and I still want to maintain that we shouldn't, we shouldn't base our self-worth on what look is in, in fashion. Yeah. However, the, there is then a, a, a fine line between that and the fact that representation matters. And I will stand by that as well. Yeah. So it's sort of finding the balance there. But the more you see, the more you can be, the more you can lean into what you are. So actually, it was representation at that time. I was seeing a lot more people who looked like me in magazines, on TV. I thought, OK, maybe I can be on TV. Maybe I could I could do this as a career because there is a place for me. And the truth is, there should always be a place for me. Yeah. And maybe there was, but I didn't know it. Um, so it, it, in that representation, you find confidence and my confidence started to grow um from about the age of yeah I would say from about the age of 23 24 because even when I first moved to London I was I, I, there was a real shyness and well you're probably finding your feet. finding feet but in the last few years 
I just also, you know what? You know when I started to love the way I looked was when I stopped caring as much about the way I looked. <laughs> when I when I realised how important my friends are, my friendships, my relationships. Um, I, I, I as I started exploring my other interests, like I love I love to dance every morning. <laughs> I like to put on a, a, a tune and dance for three and a half minutes. Like there's no one watching. Knowing that I can find joy in that means I'm not looking for joy in my looks anymore. So yes. I'm okay. Knowing that I can go for a walk. I moved into, when I moved into my own flat, my confidence, again, it surged. At first it was shaky and then it surged because I was like, my own company is enough learning to love solitude, learn to, learning to love my own company, knowing that I could travel whenever I wanted on my own, go to these places, do the yoga retreats I want to do, do meditation, see the world. This is when I learned to love how I look because I was like, it doesn't matter. And here I am in all my glory doing the things that I love. What's more beautiful than that? I think there's nothing more beautiful than that. And I think if a person shines from within, mm. they are so attractive. Yeah. I don't care what they look like, but if there's joy coming out of them, there's, you, you just want to be close to them and around them. Yeah. Do you think you've ever used clothes as your armour? Oh, definitely. And armour could be a very positive thing, or it could be a defensiveness, or it could be a defensiveness that's not necessarily positive. There's times when... Um, for red carpets, for example, or times that I'm going to be on TV and I've had some really exciting options of things to wear and I've gone, mm, let's keep it safe because I don't want to give people anything that they can say about me. And I guess there's an armour in that insofar as I'm trying to protect myself. Um, and I, I think that's been a bad thing because it's me allowing my sense of value and worth to be dictated by people I don't even know saying things about me that I don't even need to know because I'm not going to say it to my face. Um, there's been times I've, I've played it safe to avoid a hypothetical situation of someone judging me. And that is not a way that I want to live anymore, um, which is why I, I very rarely go on Twitter. I don't look at articles about myself or what people are saying because I'm sure it's negative. But I don't care because, because if it's not in my actual peripheral, they're not going to actually say it to my face. I don't need to know. One thing I have become in um, recent years is very body confident because I used to not be. And it's just been, it's been through lots of therapy. I'm not going to lie. It's been through lots of therapy, lots of growth, love it, learning to love my body for what it is capable of doing, learning to love food. Um, and I've got to a point now, and honestly, if I could tell my 23-year-old self that I'd be in this position I wouldn't believe it I would not believe it but um that happened over the last 10 years and I just now whip it out whenever like so liberating honestly I would happily be naked if I could all the time but also it's so great for me to hear someone of your age have gone you've gone on that journey of discovery so much younger than a lot mm. of my contemporaries I mean we often laughed and laugh amongst ourselves and say god if we'd known back then what we know now yeah. it would have affected so many choices particularly our clothing choices and just to have that confidence is so inspiring so I love that you're sharing that message yeah. because you know 
so often youth can be wasted on the young, but it really isn't with you. And I think chapeau to you to, <laughs> to be really shouting about it from from the rooftops because it's it's an important message. Yeah, I'm just, try, just trying to have a nice time. It sounds so simple, and it, I, <laughs> well, you clearly are. I'm just to have a good time. And it sometimes get, it can sound really flippant, and I don't mean it. I actually don't mean it lightly. I mean it really heavily. Like I always want to be trying to find the joy sometimes it is very dark and when it is it can be a real effort to find even the tiniest bit of light and for so many people it is a lot more grave than it is for me I understand that but if I can um, find that light and also advocate for finding that light then I will do so would you consider you have a style icon? I mean, I'm sure on this podcast you've had people say their mum a bunch of times. Yes, I, I, we've had all sorts yeah. of different different answers. Would you say your mum is? Yeah, I think it's her fearlessness. My mum, I remember uh, my mum growing up always used to tell me she used to show me photos of when her and dad met and she was you know she was 16 and my dad was 18 um, and she was always wearing these little red Wellington boots. It wasn't raining or anything. That was just her shoe of choice. She loved her red wellies. And dad, even now, still always tells me about your mum's red wellies. Like he, he just loves the memory of them, um, which is so cute. But um, she was very fearless with colour, like we said at the beginning, with print, um, and also with embracing your culture. So would you say it's more the spirit of your mother's approach to dressing rather than her specific style? Yeah, it's the spirit of it. It's the um, the boldness of it. It's the ethics of it as well. Um, the the recycling, the upcycling, the thrift shopping, the charity shops. Um, it's it's <laughs> the ability to bargain in a market. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> she is relentless. My mum will even go to John Lewis and try and bargain over a bin that she's oh, buying. Oh, I'll take she... her shopping any day. <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot. Of, it's my attitude towards fashion. But then there are some just actual pieces. My mum held on to um, quite a lot of pieces, actually. Uh, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I've got this beautiful... Um, I don't know what, how you describe it. It's somewhere between a dress and a pair of culottes, but it's essentially just a massive bit of fabric that you wrap around yourself and that she got from a Medina in Morocco. There's some beautiful, what were skirts for her that I now wear as dresses. Um, lots of old monsoon stuff, which was her favorite shop um, for a long time. Um, lots of pieces actually that she did pass on to me. She was a keen knitter for a while. So I've got jumpers that she knitted, big oversized um, Aaron knit. <laughs> and do, do you raid her wardrobe? I haven't passed. I feel like I've got everything now that there was that there was to get. And anything she Thanks, has now, Mom. she probably wants to keep. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's, yeah, actual pieces that I've sort of repurposed that I've um, turned into something that fits. We've actually, we've got very different shapes. Um, so it's been a case of learning to dress for my shape and then using... Yeah, using a lot of the fabrics that she had. She just kept them, which is brilliant. So many scarves. She kept so many scarves. I've got this huge basket in my wardrobe of vintage scarves that are all just my mum's. And do you have a particular sort of use for scarves? Because I, I love what I would call transformative accessories. Mm, I have actually not so much in the last two years of travelling, but prior to that, and I don't know what changed, I was a big 
fan of wrapping my hair in scarves, um, whether wrapping it right up or just or tying it around so that you've got a little bit poking out the bottom. Gorgeous. I use scarves as, as tops quite a lot. And I actually, this has just reminded me that that's a thing I want to do again because I've not done it for a while. But it's so easy. Wrap it around your, your, your waist or your boobs. Or, yeah. Great. How would you sum up your style in three words? Oh, gosh. <laughs> or how would you want someone to talk about your style in three words? Well, okay, I do have an answer for this, but in then need explaining. <laughs> so the three words I would use to sum up my style <laughs> are the three princes. Prince number one is uh, <laughs> the Fresh Prince. <laughs> so I'm a huge fan of that kind of retro um, sportswear and those those amazing um, silky billowy print shirts um, that the Fresh Prince of Bel Air wore. You know all those colours yeah. that you, you, that come to mind when you think of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. The next one is Little Prince George. So Prince George, I I really like that they always keep him in um, little dungarees and very crisp white shirts, and the equivalent would be like pinafores. And I like a little bit of tailoring, but it's still quite cute. And then the third prince is Prince, as in yep. Prince. I love the flamboyance. The, I'm a huge fan of big, chunky jewellery, um, the colour, the silkiness, the textures. So an amalgamation of the three princes. So the three princes are really your style DNA. Love that. Do you have one item of clothing that means the most to you? The first thing I, I bought, well, I didn't even buy it. It was from a clothes shop, but it was my first real foray into vintage for myself. So not just raiding my mum's wardrobe but the first time I went out and I found a piece that no one else I don't think in the world has that I rummaged around to find because I remember the the feeling of elation that this was in my hands it cost me nothing because it was a clothes swap so you know um where you take a certain amount yeah. of clothes and then they weigh them and this was at uni I was at, at um yeah at Cambridge they held this clothes swap and I found the, the girl who had it said, yeah, it's, it's vintage. I don't even know really where it's from. And I just don't want it anymore. It doesn't really suit me. It's this um, brocade like blazer. It's silk and it, it's got like, it, it's a mixture of a softer silk and then a quite rough raw silk. Um, it's a pale peachy golden color and it, it's got a floral design running through it, but very subtly. And the cut of it, it's like it fitted me like a glove. So it's got a, a, a shoulder pad. But it's soft, though. It's not too harsh, the silhouette. And it just nips in at the waist so perfectly. And I'd never seen anything like it. And I never have sat since. Um, and I picked it up and I was like, so you're telling me that the old Primark jeans I'm bringing in, I'm going to get this in return. This is crazy. And it was a feeling of victory <laughs> I felt like I had won something and it was a feeling that stayed with me and that has stayed with me as I continue shopping and looking for great vintage pieces and charity shopping and it it, it awoke something in me what a lovely story do you you still have that piece yeah, in your yeah, wardrobe, in my wardrobe yeah. and you reach for it still? yeah and it's gone through many guises because at that time I used to wear it often with cut off denim shorts like quite frayed and maybe like a logo t-shirt as was the styling back then um more recently I wore it with a quite 
quite Victorian ruffled, high neck blouse, white blouse, and a little leather skirt, but a tiny kind of skin tight mini leather skirt. So it's got it's gone through lots of different. Um, it works with heels, it works with trainers, it works with a big biker boot. It's so versatile, and it has been with me for over a decade, and it will stay with me. I think forever. I love that. I love the whole process of reinventing yeah. old favourites and just wearing them in a completely different way. I think that's uh, great, and it just really talks into holding on to our yeah. things that we love and reinventing them. Yeah, I had a, a clothes, not even swap. I was moving house recently, and I had all the girls around. I'd done a big clear out. I'd taken the things that I knew I needed, I wanted to keep. Um, and then I just put on railings, everything else. Had all the girls around to my flat. We drank so much champagne. <laughs> my mum actually came down from Newcastle as well. Um, and it was one of the best nights of my life. <laughs> it was something about, because I didn't want to throw these clothes out. A lot of them actually hadn't really been worn much, if at all. Sometimes there were things that had been, you know, gifted for whatever yep. for events. Um, and it seems like such a waste. And every, every one of my friends was given a tote bag. And there was this collective rooting for each other as we'd be pulling the zip up all together. And as soon as the zip got to the top, everyone would scream and whoop. We were like, yeah. And everyone would scream, get it in the tote. That became the catchphrase of the night. Get it in the tote. If something fitted, if it looked good. And it made me so happy to see my clothes going to a better home somewhere yeah. that they were going to be new. They were going to be new to, the, to that person. They're pre-loved and they're ready to be loved again. It was so much fun. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. So swinging back to you, do you, are there any moments that you look back on pictures and go, what was I thinking? Or are you just, you're just this sort of fountain of positivity. <laughs> so knowing you as I do now, I, I wonder if you're even capable of saying, oh, well, I do think, well, that was me at the time. <laughs> that was her. There's been a few times um, I look back on photos and I think, you must have preempted the wind. Come on. So the the National Television Awards, and I don't know how they manage it because the same venue, the O2, also hosts other things like the Brits. There's no wind at the Brits. The way they made the red carpet, they, they enclose it so it's not a wind tunnel. However, and this is no shade on the National Television Awards, the NTAs, but how do they manage to make it so windy on that carpet? Did you have a Marilyn moment? <laughs> I had a moment. There was one year I wore like a little suit, but it was very, very like thin material. And I wore just a lacy bra underneath it, but I wanted to have it open so you could see the silhouette. Um, and I mean, you just saw my nipples. It was just, it just like, fully, and the other thing was for hair and makeup. There's just so much wind that oh. it was all in my face. Every picture was just hair in my face bra show on show flap it open um and also i was because i was wearing such a wide leg trouser you know if you wear wide legs in the wind and then it's they the just way stick it, to you it's the way it billows and it yeah. sticks to your leg it just it's not a great look and it, the way it then kind of gathers above the shoe it's just i now know you have to wear heavy fabrics for the ntas and put your hair in quite slick style because it's windy <laughs> lesson learned and any particular look that you would love to celebrate that you just look back on and think Oh, yes, I nailed it. Oh. Well, you nail it a oh, lot, but... Um, oh, there's... I, I've, I've really... I just really enjoy playing. You know, 
it's the ones where you're not expecting it. Um, so the BAFTAs this year, I wore a, a blue Studio Kaya dress that was fully embellished. Like it was just loads of tiny little beads and it was corseted and very, um, very tightly fit around yeah, my hips. And there was a nice bit of uplift on my boobs and stuff. So I, I, I really enjoyed um, feeling very feminine and very curvy and womanly in that in that piece but that was never the intention I had another dress that I was supposed to wear it was a big beautiful um it's you know the lime green color is it called chartreuse chartreuse it was chartreuse um that was the plan and it it was it just didn't fit me properly and we had tried to get it adjusted and it, it didn't work but right up until the moment of going out onto that carpet I was working I was hosting the carpet um Right up until the moment of going out, I thought I was going to wear that and I'd done hair and makeup for that and I'd kind of looked forward to it and it was a really big dress, but it just didn't fit. And I was actually gutted when I found out I couldn't wear it. But actually, once I got on the carpet in that blue dress, I was like, this was the dress. This was always, this was, this was meant to be. be. It was meant to be. I was so happy to be wearing it. It was so perfect for it. It ended up matching Ali, who I was co-hosting with, also, looking back, when you're doing an interview with a microphone, there's no way I could have worn that big dress because the you interviewee... wouldn't have got close to wouldn't have been near me. <laughs> it would have been impossible. There wasn't going to be space in our little area that we were doing it. It all worked out exactly as it was supposed to. And I loved that dress. It was so beautiful and I felt so good in it. And I got home that evening <laughs> and my partner was like, when are you putting the photos up? When are you putting the photos up? I want to like them. I, that was my favourite dress that you've ever worn. And I was like, oh, bless you. I didn't know it was going to be such a hit. <laughs> So, oh, amazing. Yeah. I'm always fascinated by those red carpet uh, dress choices because I, you know, I know for a fact that uh, when in the past when I've um, dressed people for the Oscars or, mm -hmm. or whatever it is, you never really know if they're going to wear it until yeah. you see them on the red carpet. Yeah. So when do you, when's your final moment of deciding? Well, on that occasion, it was minutes before wow. <laughs> heading down um usually if it's a big event try and have a fitting like maybe a week in advance so that it, this is more for it's for choosing for a start so there'll usually be a few options um and it's also for any adjustments that might need to be made just so it fits properly um but more and more last night for example this event that i was hosting uh i it was again minutes before there was no time for fitting. i only got the job like a week before and i had no time for a fitting um so i just yeah it's new just brought like a bunch of dresses i came straight from the radio so we came off air jumped in a taxi and i had one hour to try on a load of dresses do hair and makeup go through my script Get the what you had. The, the watchman had to have the watch fitted as well, and we just chose that we threw on three dresses. The one that looked the nicest, that felt good in at the time, and once I was in it, I couldn't get out of it anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was so tight, so, so that was that. Um, and that's fine. I really don't mind. I'm not too precious about it. If it if if it's if it looks good, it feels good. Then let's go for it. There'll be another chance to wear another dress another time. And are all of those dresses borrowed? Yes. Um, Almost always. Yeah, always. I mean, I, I don't know exactly always where It's New or Zach and Jamie borrow from because I know sometimes they go to the store, like through Selfridges, for yeah. example. There'll be, um, I don't know, she had a pack of Raban dress the other day that was, it was rather than coming from the design, it came from the store. Um, but usually it's through the designers she'll get in touch with um, various designers. And yeah, but as you say, you don't know what 
you're going to wear. I've always feel terrible because, you know, these people have been so kind to, to loan you a beautiful piece of art and you're not necessarily going to wear it, which could just be because it doesn't fit properly yeah. or um, it wasn't quite right for that for that particular event or it's too big for you to interview people in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, usually it's a loan. And sometimes I've actually started recently for some events where I don't want to necessarily bother, not that it's a bother, it's a job, but <laughs> bother it to do as I can JV. I'm like, you know what? I can do this myself. Um, I've been doing a lot of rentals. I don't, I tend not to buy so much anymore. I was going to ask mm. you about sort of your approach to sustainable fashion, Yeah, you know, and where you sit on that, because obviously I would imagine you get gifted a huge amount of, yeah, because you're, you have influence. And also because I'm going to wear them on telly. Exactly, which is, which is yeah, I'm, having influence. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm no fashion influencer by any stretch. I'm absolutely in awe of how they can be bothered to post all the time. Like, I know, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's, it's too much. <laughs> I like to put my phone down. Um, but honestly, some of their content is amazing and I don't know how to take a good picture like that. I think there's something wrong with my camera. I like to put it down to that. Um, but uh, yeah, I do get often gifted bits that are specifically because they know that I've got a TV show coming up. So it's great if I'm doing something like Countdown, Pointless. I host Good Morning Britain. I do the um, the showbiz whenever Richard Arnold's away. Yeah. So that is, you know, if I'm doing two weeks of that, I need 10 outfits. Yeah, it's, um, it's a lot. It's a lot. So for stuff like that, it, people do often, um, brands often very kindly gift bits, which I'll then either try and re-wear a bunch of times and make sure that, you know, people know I'll, I'll wear them on TV a bunch of times because I think it sets hopefully an example to say, look, yep. this is this is something we should all be doing. We should not be just chucking stuff out after wearing it once. Um, it's so bad for the environment and it's wasteful. But, um, but or I'll re-gift them or, or give them to my friends. Like my mum, <laughs> whenever she comes around to my house, first thing she says is, what you got for me? So I'll usually <laughs> give it to my mum to then take home to Newcastle and give it to all my cousins. And I've got so, so many people to give clothes to so that they're always going to good homes. And I love then seeing them be like, oh, yes, I remember this. But for the most part, I am actually trying to say actually to a lot of brands, it's okay. Um, also, because often it comes in so much packaging, which I'm always like, what? It just feels wrong, like, doesn't on. it? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to rent as much as possible. And I've loved renting, renting for TV, renting for work, but also renting for holidays. This is the way forward. It makes packing and unpacking so much easier for a start. So I'm not going for my wardrobe and thinking, mm, I know that I have got my capsule wardrobe sorted because I've done it on my phone and then it's all going back again to where it needs to go. It's easy. When you're traveling, are you particularly aware of your airport look because you're a well-known face? No, airports, comfort is everything. That is all that matters. Um, there's been a few times that I have, I've packed in my hand luggage something to change into on the plane only because I'm coming from straight from work or um, something, but I'm, I'm in a tracksuit if I'm traveling um, or yeah, it's not even jeans because jeans are just that little bit too stiff. It's generally a tracksuit. I always make the mistake when I'm leaving a hot country of forgetting that it's not going to be hot on the other side. So I've turned up in the UK time and time again to the cold, to the snow, to the rain in hot pants. I was going to say cut off. <laughs> almost, almost always. Um, I've actually, one thing I have taken to doing, and this is not because I expect anyone to see me at the airport or care about that, but I really have become a fan of a floaty dress and it's as comfortable as a tracksuit. So, 
yeah, I've actually started to travel in floaty dresses a lot more. Um, I've got some nice rat and boa ones that are, you really can go from the beach <laughs> to wherever, to your seat on the airplane um, and, and then back home. And you can, what I often do is I'll, I'll be wearing like a, a sandal on one end, but have my like biker boots and my trainers in my bag because the floaty dress works with both. Let's swing around to some quick fire questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> what fashion advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Enjoy yourself. I've said that so many times this podcast, but it, it it's just about having a nice time. We're not here for long. And this applies to everything, to fashion and to life. But just have a nice time with it. Which fashion trend would you like to see make a comeback? Hmm. I like... Can you remember those handkerchief tops maybe it was in the noughties and they came to a point <laughs> they were sort of like a bandana wrapped up this is because I've this is only because I've been doing it anyway but I actually think it's quite flattering the way that the point comes down to your belly button absolutely <laughs> and now I'd be inclined to even tuck it in which I probably wouldn't have done then because I'd be wearing a higher waist than I probably was then but I actually think I always love um, anything sleeveless. I love bandeau, like any bandeau cut or um, off the shoulder because I, I I like collarbones and shoulders. And so anything that does that, and I remember those, and I probably didn't care about collarbones then, but I think, I think now that's going to work. And you know why that's particularly flattering is because if you've got a square and you fold it in two diagonally, mm. everything's on the bias. So it's on, yeah. on the cross, so it molds to you. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Which fashion or beauty trend would you consign to room 101? Personally, but, it's, but I, I don't speak for everyone. This is just for me. It's just something that I used to do a lot and I don't do so much now, but I just put way too much makeup on and I was, I was like stripy. I was caked in it. And you know what? Some people really carry um, a heavier look, a heavier makeup look well. And... and even from time to time, I like, I love a heavy eye or a bold lip, but um, just trying to wear less. And I think, I actually feel like I won't go back because I feel like I, I like the more natural, it's being able to breathe. I like being able to breathe. <laughs> Your last impulse buy. Oh, my last impulse buy was this dress that I'm wearing now, this self-portrait dress, because I've worn it several times before on loan. And I realized that I kept lending it. <laughs> and it I was actually spending more money borrowing it over and over again, renting it over and over again. I thought I may as well just have it now. Good, good. Views on tattoos? I uh, have several. Um, I made a bit of a mistake uh, when I, me and Roman got the breakfast show, Roman Camp, we got the breakfast show on Capital, decided to go and get tattoos to celebrate. <laughs> Um, we were full of, As you do. full of beans, very excited. And I got three little doves on my rib cage. And I thought I was doing a great thing because with the tattoo artist, so I believed, we were designing. I was like, this dove represents this brother. This one's Theo. This one's Gabe. They have like different shapes. Um, and we then went out for a meal later with the production team and showed them. Roman got different ones. So he got in the same place, but he got his grandmother's handwriting, which obviously I didn't get. Um, and I showed my tattoo to the producer, and he was like, why have you got the Lib Dem logo on you? <laughs> <laughs> and I have the Lib Dem logo three times on my rib cage. I've since got um, this swallow under my arm um, for uh, one of my friends uh, passed away a few years ago, and this was the last tattoo he got um, on his leg. And I went to his tattoo artist with his sister, and we got... And um, those for him. And this one um, was at 3 a.m. 
in this NH on my wrist in Ibiza. Um, I was out there with my brothers for my 30th birthday and we were wasted and we <laughs> went there's a tattoo parlor in Ushuaia that's dangerous it's so dangerous but no but we went and we were like we're gonna get out well this is so NHS at school we were called the NHS our surname is Morsu Hope but people could never pronounce it so they always called us the NHS and I was all three of my brothers had come out for my birthday along with my friends and we went in and we were like we're gonna get NH and we're like what size can we get and they were just like mm -mm, we only do ants we're like, I'm sorry, what? We only do ant tattoos. The night, the club night was called ants. And the only, and I was like, but if you can do an ant, you can do some letters. They were like, no, we can do big ants. We can do medium sized ants. We can do small ants, but ants only. So, but if you come back at 2 a.m., we start doing other tattoos as well. So we were like, great, no problem. By 2 a.m., we were so drunk. One of my brothers doesn't remember getting it. He woke up the next morning and he was like, ah! Because the boys all got them on their chest. But my mum was so angry with me for leading my little brothers astray. Um, so I've got a few. I'm for them. I'm for them as long as, you know, I, you know what? I was going to say as long as they mean something. But you know what? Not even. It's just a bit of ink on your body. Yeah. Beauty treatment you couldn't give up. Oh, I love self-care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I love a face mask uh, of an evening. I love a pamper, lighting a candle. This is supposed to be quick fire. I'm so it sorry. is supposed to be quick fire. I was going to remind you. Facial. But then I, lo <laughs> I, I was loving the journey you were on. <laughs> it's a facial. Okay, so real quick fire okay. ones here. High end or high street? Uh, this is going to sound like an asshole. High end, but rented. Love that. Bling or bear? Bear in summer, bling in winter. Couture or charity shop? Charity shop. One-off or bog-off? Oh, one-off. <laughs> Crocs, cute or puke? They are cute. And especially, you know, the little fur, the ones with fur inside. <laughs> Manolos or Louboutins? Um, I wore Manolos last night. Uh, thank you so much uh, <laughs> to them. <laughs> Bags or shoes? Bags. I, yeah, I can't resist. If I'm if I'm walking through an airport, I can't resist looking at the bags. I love shoes, but they don't. I'm not like a magpie on crack for them. When I see a, like a great bag, I have to go and look and touch. And views on it bags. No, I like I like more kind of. Ah, uh, do I have it? I don't think I have a view on it bags. I just like what I like. Yeah, but but that said, a couple of the bags that I have. Uh, were quite limited edition and I, and part of the appeal was knowing that they were a one-off and that they wouldn't be coming back. Skinnies or boyfriends or wide legs, as in jeans? Boyfriend jeans, but so many pairs of them. Bodycon or boho? Bodycon, you know. <laughs> Sports lux or rock chick? S rock chick. Because of, of the boots. That was about boots. to sound like a blend of the yeah, two. Yeah, <laughs> it, it would be. Overall, it's because I'm always in biker boots. Party wear or PJs? Party wear, let's have a nice time. <laughs> Cashmere or cotton? Uh, for 70% of the year, cotton. But when you need the cashmere, it's cashmere. We live in the UK. Come on now. <laughs> Shapewear or sexy lingerie? Sexy lingerie. <laughs> Tights or stockings? Uh, oh, I wish stockings, but I actually genuinely have never worn them. So <laughs> I'd be saying that aspirationally. Um, realistically, tights. Bikini or one piece? Um, bikini. I, a couple of nice one pieces, but overall bikinis. Beanie or beret? Beret. And finally, Vic Hope, one last question. Yes. At the end of the day, what do you or don't you wear in bed? Oh, naked, absolutely nothing. <laughs> 
<laughs> I actually recently, well, not recently, um, a few years ago, I tried wearing pajamas for a bit, and I found in the mornings that I was naked and that my pajamas were folded at the end of my bed. No. So in my sleep, I've even known this is wrong, and I've gotten out of them and folded them and put them away, thinking, no, 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 not for me. Are you a, you're a, a secret sleepwalker. <laughs> yeah. Vic, thank you so much. Thank God, you. I, I mean, I have so many more questions <laughs> to ask you, but the editor will not thank me. Um, thank you, thank you. What a joy. You are absolutely, you shine like the light that you are, oh. and I have loved kicking off my morning with you. I can't even thank you enough. It's been so lovely. Honestly, thank you for having me. What a pleasure. 